how does it feel living the life that you once prayed for? I mean, it's hard to put into words, but it sounds dumb to say it feels really good, but I'm living my purpose for sure. Yeah? Yeah. I knew from a very early age what I was going to do. So were you always into fitness, or did you ever have a 9-to-5 and take a leap of faith and get into this? Never had a 9-to-5 when I was... So in, this goes way back. Okay? Let's do it. All right, Let's I dig just, in. I turned 48 yesterday, and I started when I was 18. So 48? Yeah. I thought you were 38. Thank you. It's, see, a life in fitness and wellness, you know, it's a good thing. I think it's because, so like before every podcast, I kind of dig into Facebook, whatever. I think it's because Addie put like happy. Oh, 30. yeah. <laughs> All three of my kids know better than yeah. to put my actually <laughs> okay. they said like happy 29th or well, something. You see, it, yeah. it worked. Okay. Yeah. So it, where did it start? Okay, What's so, behind Fresh and Fit? When people okay. drive by and see the sign, What's behind it? Okay. Where'd so you start? It actually all May of this year will be 30 years that I've been in fitness. So where it started was my hometown of Eastland, Texas. I just grew up in a gym. I was, did gymnastics and like lower level gymnastics in a small town. My mom taught aerobics. I can remember doing Jane Fonda workouts. Yeah. As a kid with my mother, you know, with her friends at the house or whatever. So it goes back that far, but. I always knew when I graduated, well, I didn't always know, but when I was in high school, you know, parent, people would hire me to get their daughters ready for cheer tryouts every year. Like, it seems so small, but I enjoyed doing that. And so I, started, I was coaching from the time I was in high school. But mm. I knew that when I got out of high school, I wanted to open a gym there because there, was, there wasn't one. There was nowhere at that point for kids to do gymnastics or people to work. There was no gym. In Eastland? In Eastland, Texas. So I graduated on, let's see if I can get this right, May 28th of 1993. My gym opened on June 1st. My grandfather helped me rent the old Masonic building in my little town. And I had some mats that I put on the floor. That's right when step aerobics became a thing. So yeah. we had wooden homemade steps. So I taught kids gymnastics and cheerleading. And then I trained the moms and did like step aerobics and kickboxing and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. And right so out at of the high same time, I was, yeah, right out of, I literally right out of high school, 18 years old. At the same time, I was working in physical therapy because I thought, just at the local hospital, I thought I might want to be a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned a lot about anatomy and kinesiology and how the body works and everything. I was going to junior college at the time. I was the first female athletic trainer at Cisco Junior College. What? Yeah. That <laughs> 1993, first female trainer. That's amazing. It's yeah. actually National Women's Day today. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah so that's, so that's cool. a plus. So, yeah, so I went to college and did that training there for two years. Then I moved to San Marcos to finish my degree in exercise sports science, opened a little gym in Wimberley, kind of the same thing because there was nothing really there yeah. for kids or the moms. So I've done it since I was 18. You found a need and then you... And I liked it. Like, yeah. I, why would I want to go work a 9 to 5? I'll tell you something else. I had a bunch of people that were like, you know, exercise science degree, really? Like, what? you're never going to make a living mm -hmm. in fitness. And I have. I always have. Now, I will say it's tumbling, cheerleading. You know, at one point, I had five competitive cheer teams that I coached. We have 21 national titles at Empowered. So, but I always was doing both. Are I always you did, serious? I always did fitness, I didn't too. know this about you. Yeah. So, I moved out here in 2009, and decided okay so this is a funny story I took my daughter Addie who was six at the time seven over to Harper High School because the varsity cheerleaders teach the little camps for kids yeah and so I'm sitting there talking to some of the other parents and I'm like where do all these kids do gymnastics and they're like nowhere like there was a place in Kerrville but it closed down and they don't really have anywhere to go so my entrepreneur brain was like well I can fix that yeah you so found a need I did and I rented a little space in Harper and Grew it into five competitive cheer teams and 21 titles. So that's how Addie grew up. So like me being in fitness from being a child, she grew up in that gym with me. And she was homeschooled, so she was with me all the time. So we grew that business together, and now she's reopened it. Yeah, so it is Flaming Grace Fitness. Flaming Grace Fitness is our online platform for personal training. So nutrition and training, um, Addie and I do that together. And then empowered is the cheer and tumbling business. Okay, let me let me redo it's a that. Lot. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna so I'm gonna edit this part out because okay. I jumped into Flaming Grace Fitness. That's okay. It's so here we it's go. It's all connected. 
Here we go. So, Addie, she is now in the fitness world yes. with you. Yes. What is she doing? So, Addie turned 18 in August. So, she reopened last January, empowered the our old cheer and tumbling business. She has reopened wow. and is doing that on her own. And um, she also, now that she's 18, I'm able to get her certified as a trainer. You have to be 18 to do that. So she's, I teach the course at the gym that certifies trainers. So she's in my class right now. What? Getting certified. How long does you that take? You talk about full circle. That little girl, <laughs> like I've trained thousands of people over the years to be certified trainers, but now it's like, it's come full circle. I'm training my daughter. Are you proud? Are you proud? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I never wanted to push her into doing all the things that I did. Yeah. I didn't really know if she'd want to or not, but she has, she loves being at the gym. She's so good with people and she's so good with those kids. So, so a second ago, before we started the podcast, um, you were talking about the difficult times and all that. And you're like, so you said, yeah, there's a lot of hard times, but then somebody will reach a goal and that makes it all worth it. Most business owners would say, yeah, we have hard times and then we get more customers and the money comes in and it makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Why did you say that the best part of your business is when one of your clients reaches a goal? Because it is like from a trainer's perspective, it is it's so frustrating sometimes when you know, you're giving people advice and you're trying to get them in the gym a certain number of times a week and have them eat certain things and drink enough water and get all the things. And it gets frustrating when you feel like you're just, you know, beating your head against the wall. They're not listening. They're Mm -hmm. not doing what you say. It's just frustrating. It's kind of like parenting. Yeah. Like you just want them to do it. Like, do you want to lose weight or not? Do you want to get strong or not? Like you have to do the things. And so sometimes that part of it will get a little frustrating. And then, and then when something good happens, it just re-motivates me as a trainer. So it it just, it shocked me because like I said, it's not about the money for you, is it? No. It's about the results and and the value that you provide. Yeah. And just the effect that you have on people. And it's, it's a profession where you, you really do get to change people's lives. And sometimes people just come and go quickly or they're always canceling their sessions or they're not really into it, but But more often than that, you have the people that are really trying to, I mean, I'm talking about people with rheumatoid arthritis and Parkinson's and, you know, overweight, like need to lose a lot of weight Mm. or bad knees, bad, you know, all the different, those people need help. Mm. And they come to us because they're at a point where they need help and they see us as people that might be able to help them. So we take that very seriously. I mean, it's almost medical to some degree. Like we take it that serious. Yeah, I know you got to be careful with your wordage when you talk about how exercise can, you know, and just just a healthy lifestyle can omit some of these medications. And oh, yeah. It's the truth. It is the truth. You know, it, it, it's amazing how when you, me personally, when I stretch, when I run, when I work out, when I lift and I stick to a regimen, in like two weeks, my body's like, oh, my God, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I just feel good. My confidence is up. My chest is out. I just, I just want to do good things. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things, like your chest being out. When, when people first come into the gym, it can be, our gym is not intimidating. People tell me that all the time. Like I never felt intimidated here. And I love that. But you know, it's a little nerve wracking for mm-hmm. people that have never worked out. And so I like watching that process when someone comes in and they're pretty insecure about the gym and what they're doing. And I mean, six weeks later, they're walking in with their gloves and they're, you know, they know they, they're like owning it. That's a, that's confidence. I love that. There was, there was like a guy doing a plank. I think last time we were talking about that, he did, he did a long plank. Yeah. The older man that did the nine minute plank. The nine minute plank. Yeah. He moved away. So I, I lost him. Yeah. He moved, but, um. Yeah, he worked really hard to be able to do that. Is he still planking away? Uh, you know, I hear from them still every now and then, and last I heard, yes, still working out, still planking. So what is, what, do you get close with your clients? Yes. What's one of the clients that has really stuck out to you that wouldn't mind you giving like a testimony? Or... Oh, gosh, okay. Well, I just saw this one today, so he's fresh in my, yeah, my come brain on with right it. now. Okay, so... um 
uh, veteran who's had lots and lots of injuries, mm. um, survived more in his life than most people can even fathom, um, like being shot, um, just all the injuries. He's a couple of heart attacks. Oh, my gosh. So we were training to get... Oh, and Parkinson's on top of all that. We were training together until COVID started, and then, you know, he stopped coming to the gym with COVID, and he just recently came back, and uh, to see somebody like him, like, going through all the physical struggles, and then today, he boxed. So, it was the coolest thing ever. So, boxing is actually really good for people with Parkinson's for the brain-hand coordination part. And um, about a month ago, he started. He's in a wheelchair now, came in the gym. So we were doing chair workouts, and today he boxed. And that's just a month later. So he was smiling. I was smiling. Everybody's happy. And, yeah. He wouldn't rather be anywhere else, huh? I don't think so, no. Was it ever an option to do to get into another profession? Did you ever say, look, this might not work out? Or did you just headstrong? I've never, I literally for 30 years, I've never thought about doing anything else. Really? I just haven't. I have done some different things like the meal prepping and, you know, like now we have more of the wellness, we have the oxygen chambers Mm -hmm. and some, some wellness aspects. And, um, so things have changed. I've always incorporated new things, but I've never wanted to be in a different profession ever. One thing that Justin and Leslie were talking about before you got here is like, you know, Leslie, you got to get her to talk about the hyperbaric chambers. <laughs> and uh, she was talking about how you actually donated time in the hyperbaric chamber for one of the people on the jam fam mm-hmm. because he really needed it. Yeah. And they said just they'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Well, they touched my heart so much that day. I had I had just gotten it. I had just gotten here. And of course, I'm super excited, not because it's going to do good things for the business, but it's going to do really good things for people's health. And there's Mm. not one in Kerrville and Kerrville needed one. And I was so excited about it. And then I came in that morning to do a commercial and literally everybody's in tears. And I'm like, like, what's happening? (laughs) What's going on? And they had just heard that I got it and that and that y'all had somebody here that it would really help. And it did. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Um, He's doing, you know. It really, really helped him out. So for those who don't know what a hyperbaric chamber is, how does it work and what does it do? So it's a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, which delivers pressurized oxygen to your bloodstream. So it basically, it's all very scientific and um, kind of hard to understand how it works, but it reoxygenates your red blood cells. So again, I have to be careful because I'm not a doctor and I always tell people, do your own research Mm -hmm. and read about it and, um, and read testimonials. And you know, the funny thing is when I got it, so the reason I wanted one is because it's, there's tons of research about brain health and Alzheimer's prevention. And that's what women in my family suffer from. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty adamant that I'm not going to get that. And I try to do things to prevent it. So I had been going to San Antonio to get in one and that's kind of what started my research on it. But, um, so for like, traumatic brain injuries, autism, anything brain related, but, um, autoimmune disease, any type of autoimmune disease. But what I didn't realize when I invested in this thing was that it was treating long COVID. I didn't even know that. And then right as I'm getting it and it's getting here and I'm starting to get people set up, that's when research starts coming out about long COVID and how much it's helping people with those long-term side effects. That's what I've seen mostly at Fresh and Fit mm. is, lo- is long COVID. And yeah. I, I, it's funny how things work because I just, I didn't even know that was going to be part of the thing when I bought it, you know. That's amazing. You went into it, you know, you knew it was going to help people, but not for a reason that you had in yeah. mind. And it was kind of self-serving. Like, I wanted one. I want to yeah. get in one. <laughs> so I thought, I was like, well, I mean, they're expensive. It's an investment, you know, but such a good business expense. But I just thought, man, there's all these people. So in the gym industry, I'm, it's always people with Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. All there's, It's just autoimmune. And so the more I read and read and, and all that leads to... Um, just pain and weight gain and joints hurting and, and all stagnant these life too. Yes. Yeah. So it just all kind of flowed and seemed like a no brainer that I needed that Kerrville needed this. And then, and then coming in here that morning and everybody was in tears and I'm like, what in the world? 
I just thought, okay, there's my validation right yeah. there. This is this was meant to be. I was supposed to have this. Absolutely. You know, I don't think that probably wasn't an accident, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you're helping people out here too. Um, is it booked? Is that hyperbaric chamber booked up? It's, How it's does it pretty work? Booked. I, since, since then, I've gotten a second one. So um, we can have two people going at once. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what all services do you provide here? Okay. This is where things get confusing because we do a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> like I know we it. Do, we do a lot. So we have a full service gym with, I can't even make people understand the equipment that we have because literally for Curve, I mean, you'd have to go to San Antonio to find what we have just mm-hmm. right here in Kerrville. And I'm so, so, so proud of that. But we have Pelotons, we have the Hydro, we have human sport machines, which are double weight stacked. What's a Hydro? Um, so the hydro is the rower, you know how it was always the concept to rower is the best yeah. rower. Well, then the hydro came out. So it's kind of like the Peloton of the rowing. I it's got, got the trainers on the screen. So you're, it looks like you're in the water on the okay. screen. Yeah. Um, we have the light boxing pro for the boxing. Now we have, um, infrared sauna, massage chairs, uh, vibration plate, two of the hyperbaric oxygen chambers and we have Pilates, which I need everybody to know that we have Pilates. That's one of the, the best things we have. Going. That's amazing. Yeah. So especially for women, um, well, I shouldn't say that cause we put a lot of men on the reformers too, but when you're doing Pilates, you're stretching and strengthening at the same time. So to me, it's like multitasking. Mm. If you have this much time in the gym, you know, you can do two things instead of just one. So especially people with back pain or hip pain or injuries. That's me. I have lower, so I ruptured two discs in my lower back my senior year in high school. And, um, I'll go, I'll go months and months of stretching, working out. And then I'll go like, I'll go one and I'll just stop. And then I'm, I'm in pain. I'm mm-hmm. in pain again. Cause my back's getting weaker, I'm, yeah. you know, and I'm not stretching. I'm getting inflamed. I'm getting stiff. I'm not eating like I should because I'm like, Oh, I deserve it. You know? Yeah. It's that, just that, that snowball mm-hmm. effect. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back into that weak mindset and being like, you've been working hard. You deserve it. And I'm punishing myself, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's so, that's so many people though. Cause when something hurts, like when your back hurts, you don't really want to do anything. No, it hurts. I don't. But you have to, people just have to understand, first of all, especially specific to back pain, a lot of times that is made so much worse by tight hip flexors, tight hamstrings, it's tight muscles. Yes, it is. So if you'll just make yourself get on that Pilates reformer or go to a yoga class or something to stretch out those particular muscles, the relief is almost instant as those muscles lengthen. Oh, it is. You know, even if you you just get your heart rate up, you sweat, just jump on a dadgum elliptical Mm -hmm. and you just sweat and you move and then like you feel a lot better. It It, gives you energy. Why? Why does it? Because when when you're moving, your body's producing what I call your happy hormones. It's your dopamine and your endorphins and it just makes you feel better. People are, like the biggest complaint is I'm so tired. I'm so tired. People are like, I don't know how people go to the gym when they get off work. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. And I I explain to people all the time, if you will just drag your ass into that gym, Mm. no matter how tired you are, make yourself go. Make an appointment with a trainer. Do something to get you there. And you five minutes into it, you're gonna be thinking yourself. How hard is it to um, to put your foot down with somebody and you know excuse after excuse to finally you know it's gonna be better for them in the long run if you just kind of wake them up. But you're like, hey, the problem here is your self discipline. Right. How do you do that? And so how do you I just it? was doing this with somebody earlier today. I tell people I love you and I care about you. And I'm also fixing to tough love you because if you don't, it's like parenting. Yes. Like if you don't do this right, it's like a fork in the road and you're either going to be in pain and sick and feel awful, or you can take the route of taking care of yourself. Something as simple as drinking water. I mean, that's it doesn't get any easier than that and when people won't do that i'm like come on now seriously yeah it's water you're you're almost not doing them justice if you're not being straight up with them yeah and if you're not saying where they're messing up like what what's the point yeah and i'll say too like i don't i am not here to waste your time or your money you either are wanting to do this or you're not but Mm -hmm. don't waste my time 
Because during this hour that I'm training you, I mean, I could be training somebody else that really wants to do this and really wants to improve their, it really is tough love. Yeah. I'll tell people like when they're whining, like, I'm sorry, I thought you wanted to lose weight. I thought Mm. you told me that you wanted to lose 50 pounds. This isn't going to get you there, you know? And then, you know, they also have to hold themselves accountable when you're not there and they're at home Mm -hmm. or they're at the drive-thru. Yeah. You know, that's hard. Mm -hmm. That is very hard. Yeah. So do you have plans for people who, who, you know, have that problem? People tell me all the time, like, can I just hire you to follow me around all day? Yeah. I'm like, I wish. That'd be so fun. I would love that job to follow people all day. (laughs) You don't deserve a shake. I'd be knocking stuff out of their hands. (laughs) Like, what are you thinking? Um. We do. We actually have our memberships set up to to where if someone okay, so I let, we offer memberships yeah. that are twenty four seven. So if someone is a member, they get the door code. They can come whenever they want. Wow! But we also have if if they're a training client, which really Fresh and Fit has ended up being a personal training gym. I mean, we have members, but we have mostly training clients. So. When you're in a training package with me or one of the other trainers, you're a member. You still get that door code. You can come whenever you want. You can use all the things. We also have a tanning bed, so some people like to come in and tan on their own. But um, So if I'm training you three times a week, I'm also telling you, you better get your butt in here on those other days. And I'll even tell you what to do like because I know what we do on our training days. So I'll tell you what muscles need to be worked or what needs to be done on the other days. Um, to try to get people to be more consistent. And I know, I mean, we have cameras. I'll tell people, like, I know if you go <laughs> or not. I'm watching you. Yeah, like, I don't lie to me. I know if you go or not. So, I mean, me and all the trainers try to keep everybody as consistent. We all know that's what it takes is consistency. So we all try to stay on. But we do love our clients, and yeah. we they become like family to me. I mean, seriously. And that may be part of what's kept me in this for 30 years is because – you get so close and relationships and relationships. Yeah. That's amazing. Especially in the retirement community, you were saying you didn't realize how the hyperbaric chamber was going to help, um, you know, people with, with certain problems Mm -hmm. and it's a retirement community. Right. Um, and people are so grateful when they're doing the chamber or exercise or meal prep or whatever it is. And they start to feel better it's so rewarding for us because they tell us, you know, it's life changing for them. Yeah. That's huge. It is. Well, how many careers are there where you get that pretty much on a daily basis where someone calling you or texting you and thanking you or just, you know, coming in and hugging you and just crying and I get chills when I talk about it. Yeah. It is such a rewarding career. And I think back to people saying, you'll never make a living in fitness. And I'm like, what if you listen? And what if you were in a 95, you got to work 40 years or a nine to five, you got to work 40 years just to barely make a social security check. Right. Dude. I'm so glad I did. What if you didn't? What if you didn't? I know. Isn't that scary? It is scary. Because some people are doing that, Wendy. I know. And I think about it with my kids. And you have a kid. Like, you got to you gotta teach your kids those things. <sighs> it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. I did get a college degree. It was never, in my family, It was I was just going to. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and, you know, I started the business at 18. I didn't, in my mind, I was like, I don't, I don't really know why I'm doing that because I'm already working. But um, I'm glad I did. And uh, there are, like, doing being able to certify trainers and working for the company, I do that. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do that without a four-year degree in fitness. So I'm glad I But I'm also one of the only people I know that can say they got a degree and used it their yeah. whole life. Oh, my life. gosh. Not many people. No. It's, I know a lot of people. I have a lot of family and friends who are, like, they're not even using their degree. And they're in college debt. And I'm not saying you don't need a degree. Look, if you're going to be a, a, a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, but a lot of people I know are not even, they're in a trade that doesn't require a degree. Right. You know, and I just, I think you should figure it out before you make that decision. It's the biggest financial debt decision of your life. Yeah. At, at the earliest age that you're able to make that decision, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what about, uh, what about your daughter, Addie? Did you push going to college on her? No, I have three kids, two old, two boys and her. And, um, I honestly, I homeschooled them for the most part. They did some school, but I didn't want them to go to college. I feel like, and I'll probably take some flack for this, but at at the age of 18 years old, I mean, think when you were 18, Mm -hmm. 
I can think about when I was 18. That's, I don't think that's a good time to be moving to a new town and trying to figure out who you are and what you're going to be and be so exposed to things that are so negative and indoctrinated in yeah. certain ways that I just didn't want that for mine. Yeah. And all three of my kids are very much entrepreneurs. You know, they, they were with me every step of the way, starting businesses and, um, so yeah, you led my, by example. Yeah. My 20 year old son just started a construction company. He's been doing construction since he was 16 and he just started 2J Construction here in town. What? Yeah. And then my older son is uh, working for Texas Hunt Lodge as a hunting guide, and he won Hunting Guide of the Year of the World last year. He was the youngest to ever do that, to ever win that. And I need to get your boys on here and Addie. Yeah. Then you see her and I'll sit over there. That would be so fun. Why not? The whole family. We'll, we'll get you on here too. Hold on. We'll, uh, we'll put a, I'll edit that part out. I'd be so. I'd be so proud to do that. I'm so You know what? I'll, I'll leave this in here because I want you all to know that when you come on in this podcast, it's not scripted. It's not live. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it is. It's about what as it real is. as it, it gets. It is. I mean, <laughs> the, the purpose of this podcast is when people drive by Fresh and Fit, you know, like they know what's behind it. I mean, you could put this on your website and be like, hey, this is who we truly are. This is how I started. This is, this is you know. This is why I do what I do, and and I think it's a really good representation of the front, the the forefront of Fresh and Fit because you're really not in it for the money. Hmm. It's a, it it feels unfortunate that you have to make money sometimes. Like you got you know, and oh, this is huge. We just yeah, did a come big um, gym expansion this last week, so. Um, I'm over on Blue Ridge in those commercial buildings, and the business next to me, um, the guy sold his business and left, and so I was able to take on those spaces. We just cut in a wall, so we added 2,800 square feet to our gym. Are so you serious? This is just last week. What yeah. are you going to do with it? So um, we cut in a wall, so there, it's all connected now, and um, we spread the equipment out a little bit, which was nice, And but I've got some new equipment on the way. So I've ordered some new stuff. And then, um, yeah, we'll just be able to add. We just have more room. It's great. And it's just a nice, um, comfortable space. It's just got such a good energy. And so everybody that's come, we just cut out the wall and stuff on Sunday. And so Monday morning when everybody came in, it was just like, wow, like everybody's so happy for me. And it's, it's super exciting. Good. Who cut out the wall? So a friend of mine did. Oh, yeah, and my I thought son. I was going to be your son. Yeah, and my son. My son was there. He he helps me with everything. Well, good. Yeah, That's we exciting. had to move the tanning bed and heavy things, and yeah, I had both my sons there actually. For those watching who want to join Fresh and Fit, where is it? Where are you located? How do they get a hold of you? What if they're nervous and they just kind of want to talk to you first? Yeah, so everybody should just talk to me first. I mean, it all starts with calling me directly and um, usually sitting down in my office for a consultation and just getting to know. Um, each other and what the goals are and I like to just visit with somebody first and figure out what what we have that might help them and um, so yeah we have a really good website getfreshandfit.com we're all over social media I have the best um, social media director content creator ever and so um, we're on Instagram Facebook and um, I'll put my I'll say my number it's 830-928-3151 and let's see, my email is freshandfitllc at gmail. So I really like for people to just reach out to me directly and we just plan a time to sit down and talk and see how we can help ha them. Have you ever uh, turned down a client because what they wanted was not what you could provide? or? I don't know, know that I've ever turned anybody down. Um, I would say I've fired a couple of clients along the way just for not just for canceling all the time and not yeah. being you have to be dedicated consistent. if you want to yeah. change yeah um i've been so lucky though like i get asked that question sometimes like especially as a female trainer you know if there's ever been like i don't know like inappropriateness or sleazy dudes like stuff people i don't want to deal with and there really hasn't i mean a couple of times in 30 years is not so bad i just mm. i feel i say this all the time if you've been in my gym, I'm your trainer or whatever, you've heard me say this. God sends me exactly the right people at exactly the right time, and he always has. And my gym is full of 
people that are supposed to be in my life. And I know that. And now people that are supposed to be in my daughter's life. And it's, it's just cool that way. And like sometimes if business slows down, it's just, it turns around so fast every time. It's just like, God was like, maybe you needed a little break, Wendy. Like, and then it'll just flood and my phone will ring off the wall and emails. I can't even keep up with people wanting to be trained. So it's weird how that happens. Earlier you mentioned, uh, you being in a profession to where, and you got the chills talking about it, that you change people's lives. They, you know, they're emotional, you're emotional. And, uh, that's exactly why I got into real estate. Mm-hmm. Because my realtor, so so me and my wife saved up for four years living below our means, um, living in a, a fifth wheel. The roof was, I mean, raining. The floor was falling, and we for two years we raised our daughter in there, and we lived below our means. I paid off eighty thousand in debt. She paid off forty thousand in student loans, and uh, we were ready to buy a house. We were nervous, scared credit scores went up we had a down payment and Brittany was my realtor and she got us into a house and it was just such an emotional time taking that picture in front of the title company here that I wanted to provide that you know I wanted to 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 be the realtor for first-time home buyers and it's happening and it's amazing and uh you know we I do get paid for it but it's just it's great. Yeah. It's so fulfilling. It's so cool. It makes me feel sorry for people too, that don't get to live their dream life and their Mm -hmm. passion. Cause you know, I just wish everybody could have that job, whatever it is that does that. Yeah. Like we have. Yeah. It's, it's truly powerful. So I was thinking the other day, um, would I rather hit the Powerball, that 1.2 billion, whatever, or would I rather, have my girls, have my family, and and I would choose them every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I pissed away the SEAL program, and if they gave me another opportunity, which that's, that was my dream job, you know, if, if they gave me an upper, another opportunity to go that way or to stay with my family, I've reached a point in my life where, no, I would stay with my family. So I feel like there's absolutely nothing there's nothing in the world, Wendy, that I would want more than the life I have. That was the first question I asked you. How does it feel living the life that you once prayed for? And I have to ask myself that in the mornings when I'm, oh, my back or, oh, my, like, I'm not having a good day. Like, I am living my dream. I am. And, and I don't know. I just, I had an epiphany the other day because I heard on TikTok um, a guy was sitting in the interview spot and there was like three dudes right here and he's like hey if you had this winning powerball ticket but you had to you only had one more day to live or you could just live out the rest of your life what would you choose and all three guys were like dude live the rest of my life what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and he said then why don't you wake up every day feeling like you won the powerball oh that's powerful it is powerful and it gives you perspective and it gives you like you put so much it puts more quality on just the value of life Mm -hmm. like dude there's nothing i would trade my life for i won wendy and it's it's amazing it really is i feel like you did too yeah we're winners for sure we are i'm sorry i went on that rant but it's just that's what we were talking about before so before we started justin and leslie we're like, you ought to hear the conversations we have, you know, <laughs> but that those are the conversations we have. Yeah. And, and, and um, I mean, the people up here are a power team, you know, like I'll come in twice a week. And uh, if one of us is having a bad day or whatever, the others lift them up and, and vice versa. Um, what do you think about surrounding yourselves with people better than you? And people further along in that profession that you want to be in. Yeah, people to lift you up for yes. sure. So I, I think back on that sometimes back when I was 18 starting out, I didn't have, I, I, did, I knew nothing about entrepreneur. You don't learn that in high school, how to be an entrepreneur and how to start a business. And I mean, I was guessing I was a child. No YouTube. No YouTube. I mean, I was like, I don't know. I want to coach people. I just figured it out. But um, I think it's highly important to be around mentors and people that 
that can raise you up and never people that can, that will put you down and mm. which is kind of what I got some of about, well, how fitness really, Wendy, like, yes. what are you really going to yes. do? What's your real job going to be? That's it. Yeah. Like, are you going to be an aerobics instructor for the rest of your life? Like well, I heard pe- all that stuff. They set limitations on themselves and those limitations that they have, they project it onto you thinking, well, if I know I can't do that, I know I'd never even dream about doing that. Mm-hmm she can't do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that it's so contagious. Mindset is so important. And if you hang out with negative people mm-hmm. all the time, it, it just absorbs in you. Yeah. And if you hang out with positive, uplifting, encouraging people, same thing. It is. And, and content as well. Mm-hmm. What do you take in? Like, you know, it's crazy. So TikTok has an algorithm. You can look down, look up. It's been an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, but they have an algorithm on there. And what you're like, Let's say my wife, you pick up her phone. It's like she'll scroll through TikTok. It's probably romantic books. It's probably uh, cooking, how to do this. How to, but that's what the algorithm has sucked her into. And it knows what she stays longer on. And it knows what she views. Yeah. You look at mine. It's like, all right, how to, how to you know, you know, real estate stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like running, bodybuilding and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, funny stuff too. But that algorithm tells you what you like so kind of like you said what you surround yourself what you surround yourself with is what you're going to get mm-hmm. and it's funny like you pick up that phone and it's like like say i picked up her phone i looked through her stuff oh this is what you're looking at yeah it, it the proof is in the pudding you know mm-hmm. and and uh i don't know this is kind of a weird analogy but you get where i'm going yeah. with it yeah i mean where we put our mind is so powerful mindset is key. I, in fitness, I use the example all the time with women, especially if you, you know, get out of the shower and you're looking at yourself naked in the mirror and all you can think is I'm so fat. I'm so this, I'm so ugly. I'm such a loser. I'm Mm. never going to be, I've tried and tried and I, I'll never be able to lose this weight. Uh, That's all you're doing is attracting that. Mm. That's it. If you can teach yourself to stay in a positive mindset and when you look in that mirror, you're thinking about what you're going to see, what's going to happen, what is happening. Um, it changes everything. Absolutely. It changes your whole entire day. It changes what you put in your mouth that day. It will make you go to the gym that day. And then you get to a gym like Fresh and Fit, I swear, where it's the most positive, encouraging. Some gyms aren't like that. I've, I've been in a lot of gyms mm-hmm. in my life. Some gyms are scary, intimidating, not fun. The vibe is horrible. The energy is awful. Fresh and Fit is the exact opposite of that. I mean, people tell me all the time, like, what a good energy, what a good vibe, and it's so encouraging, and it becomes a place that they want to go, and that's because the people in there have such good mindsets. Everybody encourages everybody. Everybody's there for everybody. Everybody becomes friends, all the trainers, all the clients, all the members. It's like a, I say Fresh and Fit family because it is. Do Do you ever have to, like... Let's say somebody's in there ruining that vibe or just being negative to everybody. Do you ever have to like... Oh, I can change that in yeah, a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's a it's your sanctuary and it's a place where people grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, what I'll turn down a client. Yeah. If, if I can't... Okay, if, if we just don't align, I'm at the point where I can. And I know realtors who will work with you, but, you know, I, I just... You know, I'm not saying I'm hoity-toity or whatever, but yeah, I but just, you have to guard your mindset. You have to protect yes, it. Yes, you do. Speaking of guarding your mindset, um, sometimes you know, I'll, I'll, you know, somebody will add me on Facebook. Okay, cool, whatever. But you see them on their newsfeed. Oh well, another bad day. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh well, my tire was flat today. Well, dude, I had a flat tire the other day too. Like, and then, dude, unfollow. Get that out of my yeah. life. Look, I'm sorry, but. I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody needs help. Look, I'll help you out. But if you keep coming to me with the same problems, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I gotta. I gotta. You have to have a limit, and I don't care if it's friends, family, family. I don't care if you you. I can't. I can't for five minutes Mm-mm. be around somebody like that. No, no. It doesn't happen in the gym very often, but I I can turn it around just like that. I can walk up to a conversation like that and I can spin it on its head immediately. Yeah. I'm sorry. What'd you say? That sounded negative. Let's try that again. Exactly. And like, then people, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. when somebody calls you out on your crap, because I've been there too, Wendy, mm-hmm. that was me. All of these things that I'm talking about, 
all of that negative mindset, the poor me attitude, the victim mentality, that was me, Wendy. And none of my life didn't change until I started taking responsibility for everything. Mm -hmm. And then once I started taking responsibility for everything, I had more control and I had more accountability. And then my life started changing from all the little things, all the little actions, which reminds me of a book that I highly recommend. It's called um, Atomic Habit. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that mm-hmm. one? It's by James Clear. That's really good. Okay. Another one I read is called The Compound Effect, which is really good too. Okay. Yeah. I'm so bad because I, anything I read is fitness, nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is. I need to change my, my this, list up. This aligns directly with it. So, you know, Atomic Habit, of course, you know, focusing on habits. Um, the uh, the compound effect is talking about small things you do every day. Like, what if I went to Fresh and Fit for two or three days a week, and I'm just like, well, I didn't lose 20 pounds yet, you know? Right. But if I just if I go to Fresh and Fit over an amount of time, stick to the regimen, you know, mm-hmm. stick to the schedule, and next thing you know, yep. I lose 20 pounds. I tell people all everybody wants to lose weight. But I tell people all the time, you got to focus on the other benefits too, because right right away you're gonna feel better, have more energy, sleep better. Um, you know, in the beginning, people go through soreness and all oh, that. Yeah. But there's so many positive things that happen so fast, and I'll tell people just focus on those, just stay focused on those. And that victim mentality that we're talking about gets people nowhere, mm. like you used to have. Like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. It just buries you in a hole of being this victim crybaby, I like to call it. Yes. And it's it's just a really bad, it's that, that fork in the road when you go that way. It's unattractive, too. It's unattractive. And it attra- I can't be around it. Oh, me neither. And it attracts the same kind of people. Oh, me too. Oh, my. And look, the majority of the time, life is hard. Right. The majority, I'm sorry, I didn't turn on my dad gun phone. The majority of the time, things are hard. Yeah. And, and you know, the baby's crying, their food, like, but, dude, honestly, like, I look at all that from a different point of view now. Like, it's, I'm blessed. Whining does nothing. I, when I was raising my kids, I used to tell, you could ask any of my children, and they would tell you this is true, that even something like it's cold outside. We have to be outside for whatever event and it's cold. If you're saying, mommy, it's cold, it's cold. I would be like, I- I'm sorry, is saying that making you any warmer? Mm. Is it? Is that helping you? Is that fixing the situation? Stop it. Quit saying it. Just don't think about it. We're going to, you know, we'll be inside in a minute or whatever. Like there was n- whining and complaining was never allowed with me ever. And that kind of molded them into not being little victims all the time. Yes. Like, they just don't do that. Once. All the kids I coached, whining is not allowed. Can't, negative words, don't bring that near me. No. We're not doing that here. So the way you raise them, it obviously works. You have, you have um, two entrepreneurs and the youngest hunting guide, What was the award he received? Um, Hunting Guide of the Year. Hunting Guide of the Year. Mm -hmm. So um, that mentality that that you instilled upon them to not be a victim it it obviously worked. Mm -hmm. I think it did. I you know the I I love getting um, recognized for Fresh and Fit, but I was a single mom, and there's there's no better compliment that I can receive when somebody compliments me on my children and they're they're so successful and just good people and good I'm people. super proud of them yeah how much how important how much of an impact have they had on you and and your success well I think they kept me really strong because it's funny now the age I am now and I just got my youngest to 18 so I feel like I did my job they're grown they're successful they're they're good people and uh I think I put a lot of pressure on myself because of the situation, and that's a whole different, long, horrible story, but I, I raised them on my own, and uh, I think there was just, it was hard. I mean, three kids in car seats, they were very close in age, but I was oh so determined gosh. that they were going to have the best life ever, and they were going to get everything that children are supposed to get, even without a dad, like I was just going to do it and I was just going to figure it out. And it was hard. 
mean, there was times I was so tired at night. Like I think back to that and I think how in the world did I work all day long? I never put them in daycare. They always were with me. And I think how I worked all day long as a trainer and then did whatever we had to do in the evenings or whatever, got them all fed, got them all bathed, did, you know, story time, prayer time, all that stuff and got them to bed. And then had to be back at the gym at six o'clock the next morning. And I traveled then on the weekends. My parents would keep them because I I would fly somewhere in certified trainers almost every weekend. And I look back on that now and I'm like, how did I, I must've been exhausted. Like, but somehow my mentality then was just, these kids deserve the very best and they're not going to miss out on anything and we're just going to figure it out and they're going to have a good day every single day and they're going to have you know their mom the best version of their mom every single day and they did most businesses fail you know that Mm -hmm. the majority of them and most people don't raise most coupled parents don't raise quality children like you did Mm -hmm. you did both and that's it's a amazing. decision. It's, I think any, like if I were to speak to a group of single moms, especially with multiple children, I would say it is a decision that you make every single morning when you get up, you can be a winner or you can be a loser. Choose, pick which one you want to be and then do whatever you have to do to make that happen. And I know that that's what my kids will do. I mean, none of them are married or have children yet, but I know that they will be that kind of parent too. Like you, you wake up every single morning and you decide. You, you know what kind of person you want to be, what your goals are, what you want your family to be like, and you just make it happen. You can't be a sissy. You can't. You know what? It's uh, My dad was gone most of the time. But you know who told me to be a man more than him? Your mama. It was my mama. Yeah. Son, you... Sit up straight. That's what a man does. Mm-hmm. Son, look a man in the eye when you shake when you shake his hand. That's what a man does. And and it seems like right now, there's this toxic masculinity kind of movement going on. Yeah. Saying that, you know, you know, you, you, you it's not right to be a man. You know, but it's just a. Uh, it just it just boggles me, you know. It's different times now, for it sure. It is different times, you know. And all the single mamas out there better step it up and do a good job or we're going to be in a bind. Absolutely. And, Raise. I mean, I say mamas because I am one. But well, you raised men. But dads have such a huge part in raising their boys and, and their girls. I mean, I did what I had to do because that was my scenario. Mm. That's not the scenario I wanted. I, I wanted them to have their dad, but... It's just not the way it turned out. So you just had to suck it up. And But we're so lucky to be in jobs that we like, but we're parents too. And there's at the end of the day, there's really nothing more important than that. That's right. That's my why, Wendy. Mm-hmm. That's my why. And it, it sounds like it was yours too. Yeah. You know, it, it just, I don't know. I, I, I look up to you. I always Thank have you. since we first met, really. Thank you. Really. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Oh, wow. Okay. My children, no doubt. I want them to be, I want, I want people to look at my kids when I'm dead and gone and be like, that's what she did. Right. Mm. This is supposed to be about fresh and fit, but I've I've really taken this down a path of my kids, but I want that to be my legacy. And also Um, I tend to fall into this whole independent woman thing, like how important it is for women to be able to be entrepreneurs and live their dreams and live the life they want. And uh, I like to think people would say that about me someday, just that she did exactly what she wanted to do, how she wanted to do it. When people thought she was crazy for whatever, mm. hyperbaric oxygen chamber, or a gym. A gy- who opens a gym in Kerrville? Like, all the decisions I've made, I just, it's, someday I just, well, honestly, I, I think that Addie is probably going to carry on Fresh and Fit for maybe 30 years, just like I did. And so maybe that'll be my best legacy, but, but my kids for sure. Absolutely. I knew also from a young, I knew I was going to be a trainer, but I also knew I was going to be a mom. I was the kid that 
always had the baby doll on my hip and I didn't just carry a baby doll. I fed it. I changed it. I bathed it. Like I was a mom. I feel like you, you're a role model for a lot of young women and a lot of young women are going to see this and be like, wow, she did it and I can do it too. Um, you know, women who just got pregnant maybe, Uh or who are like, man, someday I want to be a business owner, but that's not for me. But you did both at the same time, really. And and that's powerful. I I wish I could teach if I love teaching fitness. I love teaching. I'm a teacher at heart. Mm -hmm. Like I teach the personal training course. I sort of, I love doing that, but I feel like if I could teach people, women or maybe specifically moms to, I mean, live your best life sounds so cliche or whatever, but just to be strong, like the way I work is if somebody tells me I can't, I'm like, well, I'm like, please tell me I can't do something. Please tell me I can't. And then just sit back and watch me because that's just how my brain works. But I wish I could teach that. I wish I could make that a course where I'm like, whatever it is that you want to do and no matter what anybody tells you having the ability to do that like not only am I gonna do it I'm gonna do it well I'm gonna be successful sit back and watch me Mm. like I want to teach women that mentality I think fitness um incorporates I mean I think it all comes together because when it's just you and your mind if you think about it so you know I know your mind is your brain's part of your body or whatever but when you are everything in your body is telling you to stop even your even like your brain's like okay stop that's enough but you are telling your mind no i, I can do one more just one more mm-hmm. just one more and there's something in that grit that carries on to real life mm-hmm. if you can put yourself through that shit yeah nobody's going to put you through anything that right there is what separates athletes from non-athletes and excuse my language successful people from not successful people Like in the gym scenario, if I tell somebody, I want you to do that until you're at total fatigue. I want you to do that exercise until your body cannot do another one. People stop way before they have to, way before actual fatigue. They might get a little fatigue, but could they have done three more? Yes. Why do we do that? There's something in the, the brain, the mentality, the mindset that some people have and some people don't have. And... It can be learned. I know it can be learned because sometimes when people start exercising, I see that like they stop way before they're, you know, they're so they, they just don't have, they don't have the push, reserving the drive. And then the trainer's like, come on, I said three more, three more, three more. And then you slowly start to see those people be able to do that. And then eventually they don't have to be told to do that. They will go to fatigue. And I'm not saying every person needs to exercise to full fatigue. I mean, that's, Depends on the person, but it's all, it all starts from the brain and the mentality. Isn't that amazing? Like you hear it all the time. Yeah. You know, your mind, you you know, it's big right now. Mindset. (sighs) Okay. You hear it all the time, you know, mindset, you know, your mental toughness and everything, but it truly, if you don't control your mind, everybody's going to control you mm-hmm. each and every interaction is going to control you some a negative encounter can control the rest of your day and and i i really think that's that's where um working out and fitness just intertwines with the rest of my day the rest of um the rest of my life really i, I really feel like when i do go through those long periods of working out I do feel like invincible almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's good why, for the brain. Yeah, that's why people, you know, are that emotional about their testimony with you because you're giving them that cape. You're yeah. making them feel invincible. And, you know, you've you've experienced it your whole life, but they're probably like, wow, mm-hmm. this was in me? Yeah. And you bring that out. Yeah. So... I don't know. I'm having epiphanies just sitting here talking <laughs> to you, Wendy. Well, if people wake up every day and start their mindset with today's going to suck, this is hard, my mm. back hurts, blah, blah, I hate my job, which most people do, by yeah. the way. I mean, I, I've trained thousands of people in the last 30 years. The majority of them hate their job or their marriage or their whatever. Mm. I mean, they're just miserable. And um, if you wake up 
thinking those things, I mean, that's how your day's gonna go. But if you keep your mindset right, and you, from the time you wake up in the morning, you're positive, it just changes everything. Wendy, before we go, my last question is, what advice do you have to the Wendy out there with three babies, the car seats, who wants to have what you have someday? Hmm. I think my best advice is to just be strong because we are. We, we all have it in us to do that. There was nothing. I'm not stronger than anybody else. It's a decision that all parents have to make, all business owners have to make, is a decision. Make the right one. I tell my kids, life is full of choices. Make good ones. Mm. And make decisions that make you happy. You don't have to have a job that you don't like. You don't have to be around people that you don't like. You, it's all a decision. You get to create the life that you want. And at the end of the day, it's so worth it. If I had been just lazy and, you know, raising my, didn't discipline my kids, didn't raise them the way I thought I should, then I'd be in a much different place right now, mm -hmm. and I, it would not be a good place. Choices, like you said. It's choices. Each and individual it, choice. And now where I'm at, I mean, I have a 22-year-old, a my middle is almost 21, and Addie's 18, and it's when you get to that point. Okay, I'm going to tell you something I don't tell anybody. Okay. This is for real. In 2020, I got very, very sick and ended up in the hospital here in Kerrville. They saved my life here. I was um, extremely septic, 106 degree fever. Oh I was, my gosh. Family got a call that I probably wasn't going to make it. It was bad. I was sick. And I was laying there in the ER right up the street. And I thought to myself, Addie was 16. It was on her 16th birthday. And I laid there and I thought, well, this kind of sucks. Like, it's kind of unexpected. You know, uh, this sucks. But the main thought that I had laying there was my kids are going to be fine. I did what I was supposed to do. They're successful. They all have jobs. They all make money. They're, they'll miss me, but they're going to be fine. And they're close and they have each other and it's going to be okay. They're going to be fine. I did my job. And I think if you can lay your head on, and obviously I, I made it, I was fine. I'm fine now. Mm. I'm healthy. But if you can lay your head on your pillow every single night and think something like that, like I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I lived with integrity and character. I'm a good person. I made good decisions. I was the best parent I could be. I was the best friend I could be. I've done the best I can do. If you can lay your head on your pillow every night and have thoughts like that, then you're just fine. How fulfilling, I mean, how comforting is that to know that? You can't buy that. No. Just like we're talking about the Powerball. You can't buy that. You can't. How does it feel, Wendy? I want to have that someday. I want to know that. You're going to because you have the exact right mindset to do that. You are making good decisions for your family. You are living your dream. You are going to have, you do have that. I appreciate you, Wendy. <laughs> How much do I owe you for this session? <laughs> I know. So I tell that when I certify new trainers, that's something we talk about. Is I'm like, trainers wear a lot of different hats. Like throughout one single day, you're like the motivator, the cheerleader, the therapist. You, we do it all. That's another really fun part of the job. But I'm not qualified to give anybody advice. I can only say what I did and what worked for me and my kids and my family and my business. But... Yeah, it worked for me. Okay. I said one last question, but this is the last question. Um, what do you say to your past, present, and future clients and the people of Kerrville? Okay, past, present, and future clients. Well, just everybody. Everybody, everybody. in Kerrville. Um, I would say that we are living in really weird times since 2020. And I think that everyone is going through something weird because the world's changed so much. And it feels like you, like with the pandemic and all that, like it feels like you just kind of lost control of your mm. life and maybe your business. So I would say that everyone 
should always keep in mind that you have one body to live in, you have one life to live, make decisions that make you happy, but also take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many people just let themselves go and they accept pain and illness and obesity as it's just normal. It's part of life. It's part of aging. It's not. It's not. God did not create our bodies to give out on us before they're supposed to. Mm. Our bodies are supposed to last the longevity of our life on this earth. And if we treat them with respect as our temple, they will. They will last. It's not normal to have joint pain and headaches and fatigue and um, autoimmune disease. That's not normal. That's not the way it's supposed to be. It's preventable. And people just like, oh, I don't feel good, but... You know, I am 60. That's a that's that's horrible. Our we're supposed to feel good in our bodies and they're supposed to last. Everybody gets sick. I got sick. It's that's things happen and you know and and covid. People get like there's all these things that happen but we have to take care of our only house to live in. It's the only one we've got. Mm. We have to take care of ourselves. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. This this was great. I had a good time. Everybody, episode 105 of the Curvel Podcast, Fresh and Fit, Empowered by Addie, and Flaming Grace Fitness. We didn't even hit on that, but you know yeah. what? I'd like to have you as a reoccurring guest. Come on. Any, anything oh new gosh. you have? I, I'm so jealous because I want to do a podcast. Do I can't, one. I can't figure out how to like fit it into my schedule, but I think this is... I think that what you're doing and providing for Kerrville is so important and needed. Thank and you. It's great. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah. The no, per- I'd rather be reoccurring here than have my own. Yeah. Well, <laughs> co- no, really. Come on with it and um, bring bring say say you want to have a podcast with a guest or whatever. Bring them too. I'll sit right there. Bring them too. Um, say somebody has a testimonial. Bring Addie. Bring your boys. Okay. I mean it. I okay. mean it. This is the Kerrville podcast, and this is for anybody who provides value to Kerrville, past, present, or future. And, you know, you're creating the next legacy. Good mamas, good dads create good people who add value to the community, and that's what you're that's doing. That's true. That's true. That's exactly what you're doing. I have a lot of clients, too. I mean, I, I'm around amazing people every single day. I train amazing people that we have members that are amazing people, all, you know, local Kerrville people that are doing really cool things. Well, send them my way because they don't have to be business owners. Um, they, it doesn't matter all the way from the mayor to somebody who makes bead bracelets in their garage, but they're providing value. Come on with it. Okay. Talk about your dreams. Talk about what you plan on doing in the future. Come on back when you're doing that in the future. You know, talk about... Um, how you got to where you are if you if you've already created your legacy Um, and in the middle talk about your journey how you got to where you are what you plan on doing in the future and what advice you have to the Wendy in the past to the Wendy that's out there trying to get to where you are right now this podcast is not for me this isn't for me I don't charge anybody to come on and I will never charge anybody to come on Mm -hmm. I don't do ad revenue and I'll never do ad revenue all I do is take this I upload it and I want the people at Kerrville to see all the badass people they have right here, yeah. right here. Yeah. That's what this is about. It's so valuable. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll go some places and talk about Fresh and Fit and people still don't even know it's here. And I'm like, how do you not know about it? Like, we've been here for three years now. And we'll so. just keep, you know, we'll, we'll, I've been seeing you like this past, gosh, was it four to six months on my phone? Mm-hmm. On, like, it's working. Yeah. Your social media person's doing great. Yes, thank you, Megan. Yeah, Megan, you're doing good. Yes. So just keep it up, and um, I think one person at a time, you know, instead of just trying to get everybody, just one mindset, one person at a time, provide value one person at a time. That's, you know, your guest 105, and and I want you to be back on over and over again because... Oh, and also, something of our future guests, just because... You have somebody in the same trade on as you does not mean we're exclusive to just one trade with just one person per trade. Um, If you provide value to Kerrville, you're welcome to come on. And I I think if you're not networking and you're shutting yourself off to the rest of the, you know, the rest of Kerrville, then I'm sorry, that's your loss. But no, this, this is, um, this is for anybody and everybody who provides value to Kerrville. And, and that's, that's what it's about, you know? 
I think uh, if what if what if I said, well, Wendy, I know you talked to another realtor. Um, I don't know if we can talk. Like, dude, yeah. Kerrville's so small. What are you doing? You know? Right. How are yeah. you, how are you uh, shutting yourself off to the rest of the the town? That networking is important. It is. It really Especially is. Especially in a small town. And like you said, surrounding yourself with people better than you, so you better yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I going to let my ego get in the way of me progressing as a person, as a as a business owner, as as a father? You know. Yeah. I don't know. We could sit here and talk all day, Wendy. I know. You're good at what you do. Thank you. You do a good job, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Wendy. All right, everybody. Getfreshandfit.com. 830-928-3151. That's Wendy. Call her before you sign up. Call her before you, you know, join Fresh and Fit. Can they just walk in? Sure. Yeah. Or just walk on in. Let me tell you where we're kind of hard to find. But if you turn across from Jellystone by the big white Mr. W fireworks place, mm-hmm. you turn in there and then you take an immediate left into that industrial park. There's mm-hmm. a welding supply store right there. Oh, yeah. And I'm in the middle building. I take up a lot of space because we just did the expansion. So if you turn in there, you'll see my signs. And All right. There we are. All right, everybody. 105. Have a blessed one.